Day from New Jersey, it's the SNL Nerds, the show where two comics from New Jersey nerd out over Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, John Drumble. And I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. Uh, 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 really? Are, yeah. Are, are you you still my co-host? Yeah, like, why? Did you, you're you're not off, like, doing another show with Mario Lanza? Is that it? Can, Is that... Can, can we talk about this off the air, please? No, no, I, I, I think the people need to I, know. Are, I, 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 don't think, I don't think there's a time nor the place. So, this. just to bring people up to speed... Uh, this last week, Darren did another show. He did another podcast where he talked about an SNL movie uh, with somebody who has another SNL podcast. It's oh, first of all, it's not an SNL podcast he had. It's a uh-huh. podcast about movies. But he is on an SNL podcast that is he, not this one. Uh, okay, yes, he is. Yeah, but it was it was for. His movie podcast called Staff Picks about you know movies right that, that you know needing a little love and we uh-huh. talked about Pop Star which is a movie I think is widely underrated and it was like you know it's a one time thing and and like, it meant nothing it meant nothing to me it was uh-huh. just purely uh, physical you know and, and, and let let me just review this this is a Pop Star that is if I remember correctly that is a movie that stars Andy Samberg yeah and the Lonely Island guys right so a former SNL star yeah. Uh, Tim Meadows in there, too. and it's a movie it's a starring movie. him. Yeah. Now, is this a movie that we've covered on this podcast? It, I, it's 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 not. It's uh-huh. uh, but it's a movie we could still cover in the future. Oh, it's not like uh, tainted uh, uh, for us in any way, isn't it? Though it's not. I know. I don't think it is. And like we could still cover it in the future. Why? Why are you being like this? Trust is gone. We never said we were exclusive. <laughs> We were on the break. Okay. I, okay. Can we? I, I, I see where I stand. I look. Hey, man. Look, I have podcasting needs that sometimes you're in that meeting. And sometimes oh, if I go oh, to another oh, podcast. I said it. Yes. Wow. Look, man. Wow. I got to spread my wings sometimes and fly. Wow. And I, uh, I didn't say anything when you went on that Cheers podcast. What about that? What about that? It, it, that had nothing to do with SNL. Oh, but it's still another podcast. So what about that? What was up? Yeah. Yeah. You're sleeping on a couch tonight. Okay. Listeners, so, I'm sorry you had to hear that. Uh, you know, just, needed to be said. Yeah, it needed to be needed said. To be said. Just, we needed to clear the air. We're, we're just going through a, a rough patch right now, and I'm. All right. Sorry you had to hear that. Ed. I'm bringing in our therapist next week. Oh, God. I think we need it. I think we need an intervention. Fine. Just saying. Fine. You know, this is not going to get better unless we work on it, Darren. What happened to us? I want, I want us I to be a... Know. I want our home to be a, a home again. Our, our podcast marriage is falling apart. Oh, God. But you know what? I want to be with our son because he needs to know that I fought <laughs> for him. Pow! There it is. <laughs> All right. And scene. Scene. Thank you. All thank right. Thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners can't see, but we're getting roses thrown at us right we now. We are. We are. It's, it's amazing. Um, wow. So if you didn't tune in for our marital drama 
Uh, we are here to discuss the latest episode of SNL, as we do. Yes. Like we do. And uh, today it is uh, SNL Season 45, Episode 14, John Mulaney hosting, David Byrne musical guesting. Uh, this is the show from February 29th, 2020. The very first leap year show Woo! for SNL. They have never had an episode air on a February 29th before. Mother of God. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean... You thought they would have mentioned that somewhere in the show, but I don't think they, they did. They did during the monologue. Did they? Mm -hmm. I may have zoned out for a yep. bit. But okay. all right, yeah. But uh, making history. Making Trailblazing. History. Yes. Woo! In SNL first. My God, man. How exciting is this? Tell that, the grandkids. Uh, but John Mulaney back hosting for his third time. Yes. Uh, David Byrne, I, I don't know how many times he's been on the show, but he's been on the show multiple times yeah, actually, in the past. Is, from what I read, this is the first time he's been back on SNL in like 31 years? I can believe it. I think like the last time, from what I remember, the last time he was on was back in uh, 89. I think he was host. He was promoting his like solo album. Okay. So like it's it's been a minute since we've had our burn fix. Yeah, yeah. And jo and uh, I nearly said John Byrne. My comic <laughs> book brain <laughs> went. Uh, David Byrne, he, he's got uh, a show on uh, Broadway that's coming back to Broadway. Oh. So he was, I, I believe, promoting that. Yeah, um, American Utopia. Thank you. I was blanking on the title. American Utopia. They've, they've announced that, yeah, that's coming back to Broadway. So uh, that was very yeah, successful. Yeah, yeah I mean, apparently it's doing very well. He's kind of had a, a bit of a renaissance. I know, yeah, like, nice David Byrne revival. Yeah, yeah, this and of course him being on uh, John Mulaney's Netflix uh, show, the, the Sack Lunch Bunch. Right, Sack, right. Sack Lunch Bunch. Yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it's, we're living in a renaissance. We, we are, <laughs> we are. It's, it is David Byrne's world, we're just living in it. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Should we just dive in? Let's dive in. Okay. Let's, let's get into I'm it. I'm excited. I'm I'm happy I'm, to be part of this. I'm super jazzed. Okay. So first we had the uh, coronavirus cold open. Yes. Uh, open with a White House press conference with uh, Beck as uh, VP Mike Pence. Of course. Talking about what they're doing for the coronavirus. Right. How, you know, he's in charge now of the coronavirus and, you know, of course, he's a man who doesn't believe in science, which uh, some, no. people, some people might be like... Maybe you should really believe in science if you're yeah, going to tackle that, this. That might be a good, you know, I, qualification. You know, I'm no, I'm no, uh, I'm no scientist, but I think you should believe a little bit of science if you're going to take on viruses. Maybe somebody who wasn't uh, like supervising stuff in Indiana when they had an HIV/AIDS outbreak. Ooh, wow! You know, I'm I'm just going to go out on a limb there and say maybe wow. somebody who hasn't done that. John gets political, and yeah, yeah, I'm that'd just, be him. Just saying. Yeah, and of course, um, Keenan comes out as uh, Ben Carson. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's uh, he's he's an interesting fellow. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't care for Keenan's Ben Carson as much as Jay Farrow's. I could see that. Yeah, because you know, Jay, Jay Farrow's Ben Carson was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty. He was just, tight. He, he was just very snake-like and. Very low energy, and yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised they didn't have Chris Red do it. But I yeah. think Chris Red might have been a better match for it. But right? I guess they wanted to, to throw Keenan a bone. People I don't love, know. People love Keenan. They do. Uh, yeah. So we're talking about the coronavirus and how he the coronavirus looks like this. To hold up a picture of a uh, the cartoon Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, mm -hmm. and uh, then after that, it's just like a uh, kind of a they just trot out all the tried and true. Democratic um, nominees running out. Yeah, for, we had uh, we had Fred Armisen as Mike Bloomberg as one of the reporters asking a question. Then Kate McKinnon comes out. Elizabeth Warren. Uh, she had a nice line. She said, uh, or, "Or because she was out to get Mike Bloomberg." She says, "I might be fifth in the polls, but I'm number one in your nightmares." Oh. Uh, good line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we had our host John Mulaney 
Yeah. Uh, the host making a rare appearance in the cold open, it, appearing as Joe Biden. This is our third Biden. They actually mentioned that, like, because uh, like when uh, Mulaney mm-hmm. came out as Biden, Beck said, "Oh, Joe Biden, you look different." Yeah, which is a little nod because this is like our third Biden now. Yeah, this in point. this in this season, um, we just have rotating Bidens. I guess we do, we do. Uh, land of a thousand Bidens, and we had we had Larry David as Bernie Sanders, um, you know, and then we had. Um, Colin Jost as Mayor Pete again, and Rachel Dratch as Amy Klobuchar, uh, treating Mayor Pete like a child, um, you know, because God forbid yeah. we ever have a political sketch where we don't trot out every single Democrat. Yeah, like it's, like, we do we really need all of them? I don't know. Them? Yeah, it's it really feels like a crutch for SNL at this point. A little bit, yeah. I mean, as far as cold opens goes, I thought, I thought it was, it was a little sloppy, but I thought it was okay, but it wasn't... Didn't wow me. Uh, I thought it was all right. I I enjoyed uh, Elizabeth Warren dunking on Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I enjoy that in life. Yes. Um, oh Lord, yes. Oh God, that gave me life. Oh, my God, it's a spectator sport. That's... There was that one line where um, Bloomberg tried to fight back, saying, "You know, mm-hmm. some women maybe you know, didn't like some jokes I told." I right. Know. And then he said, "Well, what jokes did you tell?" I was like, "Well, I told this one. You know, knock knock, who's there?" It's your boss, Mike Bloomberg. Get rid of that baby. <laughs> right. But I mean, did you get it? <laughs> like, all right. I was like, all right, that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was all right. Not not the greatest, but yeah. I, I would also say not, not the worst. Yeah, it's like right in the middle. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, next we had our monologue with our host, John Mulaney. And, you know, this is great because we, yeah. we get to see John Mulaney do five minutes of stand-up. Yeah, like, as always, once he had that handheld mic, I was like... Oh, I so love that. I was a little panicked at first because he had his hands behind his back. <laughs> and then he pulled out the hand mic. I was like, yes! Yes, here um, we go. Because th- that is a thing I love. Whenever the stand-up hosts, they have a hand mic for them right. to... to yeah. To do the monologue again. Not that they need it. It's just the stand-ups are used to holding a hand yeah. mic when they perform. Like, you, have you, you've done stand-up. I mean, we probably talked about it. Yeah. You've done stand-up without, like, a hand. It feels so damn weird. You don't know what the hell to do with your hands. You really don't. Like, you don't know, like, should I put them in my pocket? Should I just, yeah. you know, wave them around, speak with my hands like an Italian person? Like, yeah. what, what do I do? And, and you, you feel so self-conscious about it because, I mean, like, in life, usually when you talk, you do not have a mic in your hand. Usually. Usually. Um, most normal people. And so you don't you don't think about what you do with your hands. You just do whatever comes naturally. But yeah. when you're doing it on stage, when you're talking to people on stage, you feel very self-conscious you, about you, that. You're very you're, aware that your yeah. hands are there. You're like, how weird is it that I have hands? What the... <laughs> What the hell are hands yeah. about? You know, it's yeah. You're not even high when you. I know, no, that. but it's like you've, you. Or maybe you, you are. Out. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe you are. We're not judging. Live your life. You know. Yeah. You know, this world's going to end soon anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, have an edible. But, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but Mulaney, he did mention that he was the very first person to host SNL on a leap year Saturday. Oh, so okay. Wow, I totally missed that. But so right. that was cool. That's okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Uh, that's why I'm here to pick up the slack. Thank you, sir. Yep. And uh, yeah, he had he had a bunch of great jokes about like how you know dads don't have friends when they get older, which mm-hmm. was awesome. Uh, that one joke about the Declaration of Independence and as they were writing it and uh-huh. you know the where guns fall in and everything. Yeah, yeah. What, what about guns? And then, you know, the, the the army can't take your house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I think you're just working out your thing. Yeah, like you're uh, going through something. Like um, somebody <laughs> in the army wants to bang your wife. Or, I don't yeah. Know. I like I like the line he said that all of our dads are cramming for a World War II quiz show. Yeah, get older men like your dad, they do get into World War II. Yeah, when you reach you a go. certain age, you get intensely interested in World War II. That is something. It's like, well, yeah, why is he into the 
Um, he talked about he was talking about how dads have problems making friends, right? You know, and they don't really have friends of their own. It's you know their wives' husbands or yeah. their wives' friends' husbands. Yeah, they said like your dad doesn't have friends, your mom has friends, and those right. friends have husbands. Yeah, and and he talked about how the true miracle of Jesus was that he was a guy in his thirties and he had twelve best friends. That's a profound statement. That is that is awesome. Uh, loved that. I mean. It's John Mulaney stand-up. How can you not yeah, love it? It's he's it's one gr- of the best stand-ups working today. He's he's good. Oh, he's very good. Uh, you know, and he also talked about uh, Julius Caesar being stabbed to death, and he was like, "We should bring that back." Yeah, I was like, "Whoa!" That's, and uh, uh, yeah, is, ooh, and I was I was like, "Agree." <laughs> and, <laughs> oh my God. and he said, "Like, hey, you know, I asked the lawyer so I could uh, tell that joke," and he said, "Like, yeah, just barely." <laughs> <laughs> so he told it, and I was like, "Wow, that is so, that's a strong uh, that's a strong." Controversial joke from a lady, and, and right? he he talked about uh, how he worked with the Make a Wish Foundation. Yes, and, and there was a kid who who wanted to meet John Mulaney and spend the day with John Mulaney, mm-hmm. which he says normally is not that exciting. But he he took the kid to to SNL to right. see what SNL was like, and they met Linwell Manuel Miranda because that's when he was on as um, one of the Democratic candidates whose name I'm blanking on. Yeah, ah. yeah, uh, uh, Julian Castro. That's I think, it. Boom. Was who he played? Yeah. Um, and, and, then, and then he finds out that the Make a Wishes uh, Foundation kid, like his first choice was Lin Manuel Miranda, yeah. which I thought was a great story. Like that's hilarious. That's, that's a hilarious story. Yeah. Um, so uh, I love this. I love the this uh, monologue. I thought it was great. That was it's wonderful. I mean, it's you know it gets the show off to a solid start. I mean, I I never worry when there's a really good stand-up hosting. You yeah. know, usually yeah, usually if it's a stand-up hosting, the monologue is like, all right, here we go. It's gonna be. Gold. Yes. Chef kisses. Chef kiss. Absolutely. Um, uh, so uh, after that, next sketch, uh, we went into the, the Sound of Music. Right. Fiddler on the Roof for Wasps, mm-hmm. as they say. Good line, good line. We had um, we had Cecily Strong playing Liesel, who is the oldest daughter, um, and we had John Mulaney playing Rolf, the telegram boy, and they, they start doing the number 16 going on 17. I am 16 going mm-hmm. on 17. da 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 da, da, da. I uh, you know I know Sound of Music very very well because like I really? used I my family we used to watch it like when it was on TV every year. Oh, I, I I don't remember. I think it was like CBS they would show it every year, and I can't remember around what time of year they would show it. I want to say around Easter, but I don't know if that's right. That sounds right. I mean, I'm, I hate to say it, but I don't think I've ever seen the Sound of Music like all and like all throughout. Really, I've seen like bits and pieces, but I never sat down and watched the Sound of Music. Wow, okay. I was like, oh yeah, that looks okay. You and should the, check out Sound of Music sometime. It's it's yeah. a good movie. I will. All right, all right, I'll check it's, it out. You know, it's uh, Julia Andrews. I, I hear good things. Christopher Plummer. The Hills Are Alive. It's I a know. delight. They rip up uh, Nazi flags, which I'm all for. It's a delight. I yes, will watch yes, it. Yes, yes, you. That that meme I've of Christopher the, Plummer <laughs> ripping the Nazi flag. That is from Sound of I Music. I know it from memes and gifts. That's how I know the Sound of Music. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Yeah. And and you know like Julie, Julie Andrews in the actual movie does not have machine guns when she's whirling around. All right, now you in, lost. in the Austrian Alps, but All right, now you lost me. I no, I know. I'm I out. know. <laughs> it's a little less gun-toting in the actual movie. So it's not like an old version of John Wick in the in the Alps. Uh no, unfortunately not. I would still watch that movie, but uh disappointed. Yeah. Well, I know. All right. Well, I'll still give it a shot. Okay. I guess. Okay, but uh, but as far as sketches go, this was this was pretty good. There was like a lot of uh, back and forth, like they said, the sixteen going on seventeen, mm-hmm. and uh, Rolf, 
Yeah. He kind of hints that he that he's older than he actually is. He's not. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm actually 33. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets kind of creepy. <laughs> and he's like, I know, I look young, and I said I'm young, but I lied. I'm 33. <laughs> um, and then she's which, like, wait, what? How old are you? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then as, as the song goes on, his age starts creeping up and up and he's, yeah. he's like, I actually had a couple birthdays since we started talking. Yeah. <laughs> so I... he's, he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 39. Uh, you know, oh, you know, I said, I said I'm 39, but I'm actually 41. <laughs> um, yeah. And the base of the sketch just goes on yeah. and on. It gets very, uh, statutory rapey. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. At one point he says like, oh, do you know what statutory means? No. Well, I, it means I looked it up, and we're on the right side of the cusp. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so if you're into statutory rape and Nazis, this was your sketch. Um, yeah, and, and he had a nice line where he was like, you know, hey, this is Austria in 1930-whatever. Uh, in a few months, this will be the least of our worries. Yeah. And I think there was one point where Mulaney says mentions her hefty naturals. Yeah, which yeah. I, that made me smile. Yeah, she says, uh, "You think I'm older?" And he says, "Well, what with the complaining and those hefty naturals?" <laughs> um, I love it when anybody calls breast naturals like hefty or otherwise. <laughs> hefty naturals is just a funny turn of phrase. Great name for a band. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. Oh. I would go see the hefty naturals. Like, oh, I'm what? Yeah, right there, Palladium down, <laughs> yeah. downtown. <laughs> go see them at Maxwell's down in Hoboken. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, I thought this was a really solid sketch. I thought it was really funny. I mean, Mulaney and, and Cecily, they played off each other beautifully. There were yeah. some really clever lines. Right, right. Uh, towards the end, uh, Beck and um, Kate come in. Right, they as, as the captain and Maria, and right. they come in with the cops to arrest Rolf. Right, right. Um, uh, you know, th- they did have a joke at the end where they said that Captain Von Trapp's name was uh, Gaylord. Yeah. But in the movie, it's actually Georg. So, oh. so the entire sketch built on a lie. Wow. Um, gay org? Gay org, yeah. All right. Yeah. Like gay.org? If you want to say so, sure. I yeah. do. Or, you know, like the name gay org. I n- I've never heard the name gay org before. Yeah. That's, all right. Yeah. I'd never heard that name before. It was like totally new, but. Well, now, now you got me paranoid. Now I'm going to well, look up on IMDb well, and make God. sure that his name is actually Georg Von Trapp. Gay so give me the, give me a, a, a minute. All right, facts and figures. Type in, yeah. type it in, type it out. Do do do. do, 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 do. All right, sound of music cast, full casting crew, IMDb. Mm, yeah. Okay, now he's just credited as Captain Von Trapp. Okay, so I'm not gonna fall down like a Google rabbit hole. You, but you're, gonna, you're not gonna type in gay.org in the computer. I well, it's not my computer, so oh. I could type that in. You know, I don't really care about what sort of viruses our producer Frank Blowy gets on his computer. Hi but, Frank. Uh, hi Frank. Um, wow, a lot of uncredited party guests in Sound Music. Oh, that's a Look at this. Shame. Half half the castle is his party guest, uncredited Nazi, uncredited. I don't know if you'd want Nazi. Sister as a Catherine, uncredited. Yeah. Sister Agatha, uncredited. Oof. Wow. Where's it? Where's how can people Sound of music. Play? Come on. Credit some more people. Yeah, for the love of Pete. It's not all just Julie Andrews and Plummer. I know. I know. It's it, not all about that. Thank you. Okay. But anyway, I thought this was a solid sketch. I did too. Especially a great one to lead off the night. Yeah, it's like like the monologue, this sketch. I was like, all right, this is, all right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here, here we go. Things are We're happening. We're off and running. We're off and running. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, Uncle Meme. Yes. We have. We had a family gathering together. They're celebrating the daughter Emily getting accepted at Stanford Business School. That doesn't matter to the sketch, but I took a note on it, so I'm going to say it. Yeah. Um, 
and Pete as Uncle Tyler, and he or or, or oh. uh, Pete is the uncle, and then uh, no, Pete is Pete the- Davidson is the son Tyler, and he's yeah. memed his uncle. Yes, uh, played by John Mulaney. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the uncle says, like, you know, my nephew made a meme out of me. Yeah. And of course, they show the meme on the big screen, and it's right. A lot. Of, it just shows John Mulaney in his office, kind of with a weird smile, an awkward smile. Right. And of course, the memes are things like, you know, when she want to smash, but the PP too small. Right. And uh, you know, when Green Book on HBO. Right. And yeah. they they go through a lot of variations. Um. And he's and we find out that the uncle is now known as the white collar virgin. Yeah. Um. And you know this has happened to people in life, like you know yeah. the Star Wars kid or the Omegard. Uh, oh, Omegard. Oh, Omegard. Omegard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And you know, and, and it's fun. You like occasionally see on the internet that you see an update on right on oh. the people who like in your, you you find out what their lives have become. Yeah, yeah. Like they had that one about like that little girl who's in like in the car seat and mm-hmm. gives, with like the buck teeth, and she kind of. Looks into the camera like, "What's going on here?" Oh yeah, that's yeah. like a big old meme, and like, but now she's like a grown woman, and I think she right like, revisited right her. that that baby who who does like the yes, he's yeah. he's like a CPA now. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jesus, wow. When, um, when memes age, I remember one of those articles I saw that like the Irma Gerd girl, she she grew up like hot. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. I mean, because she was like playing up the nerdiness for the uh, for the photo. Okay. Well, but uh, well, yeah. Oh, I saw a picture of her and I was like, oh, hell. Oh, my. Irma, the Irma. Irma Gerd girl's got it going on. Now, you were like Irma <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah. Wow, beautiful swan. I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, as as far as sketch, I thought the sketch was okay. It's we- it's weird to base a, an entire sketch just around me- meme culture and yeah. Reddit and whatnot. Like, yeah. I mean, I it- like memes. They're, they're amusing, but I don't know if it's good enough to build a whole sketch around yeah, I can see that. Uh, I think my main criticism of it would just be it, it really just petered off. It didn't have a real ending. Yeah, like they were um, rattling off memes after yeah. a certain point. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, you know, you you always want a sketch to end strong, and this we didn't have that there. So I thought that took it down a notch. Yeah, I'd agree. It's just like oh, they're just meme, they're just naming meme after meme after meme at this point. There's no real yeah, yeah. direction in this sketch. I was like, yeah. Um, next, we had a film segment, uh, Kyle's Transformation. Uh, this was a Beck and Kyle right. joint uh, where, you know, it's just backstage at SNL and, and Kyle Mooney, he finds out that uh, John Mulaney doesn't want a, him to be in a male stripper sketch because, right. you know, he always plays the awkward dorks. Yeah, they, yeah, they mentioned that. You know, he, he's, a, he's a nerdy guy. He's a skinny, mm-hmm. scrawny, nerdy guy. He can't be no male dancer. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I, I said it like that. I, I don't either. I was about to ask. He can't be no male dancer. <laughs> yeah, so I got old jive. I don't know. What, I don't know where that came from. There ain't no Han Solo in the Star Wars. <laughs> hey, mama, my mama ain't raised no dummy. I dug her rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we went airplane the, we the jive speaking dudes. <laughs> Just hang loose, blood. Golly, to <laughs> catch you on the mid side. Trump don't want no help. Trump will get no help. <laughs> there it is. Wow. Rest in peace, Barbara Billingsley. Oh, all right. Um, hey, pour some out. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Kyle. <laughs> this guy. Kyle. So he he decides to get in shape so he can convincingly play a male stripper and and you know he starts he starts changing his diet. He starts working out. Yeah, and um, we have a cameo. Uh, uh, somebody who helps him out who becomes his trainer, Justin Thoreau. 
right is in there and yeah yeah so we see him in there so he literally has like weights and stuff in the writer's room right and then uh, they cut ahead and like now kyle is all like jacked and pumped he, he's up. got some impressive looking fake arms and yeah like his face is all like jowly yeah and... they even add, give him some chin appliances so his his yeah. he's got more of a jawline yeah, like, and, you know, Chloe, Chloe wants to bang him, and, like, he's all... Like, he actually bangs Chloe. Yeah, he's, he's I mean, like, they don't oh, show it, but... No, yeah, that's, we don't... <laughs> that's that's X-rated. But they say, that, like, oh, we're going to go have sex. Yes. And Chloe's like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> <You know>, <laughs> like, he's, oh. he's just so attractive now. Yes, he's a stud. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, then, and we see him meeting with Lorne. Right. And yeah, yeah, we meet, see him with Lauren, and uh, you know, he's, he, he's apparently he's like the hot hunk now, and right, Lauren wants to feel his muscles, and it's like oh, right, oh, and then, and then John Mulaney comes in, and he's like, oh yeah, we so we rewrote the male stripper sketch, and now it's like all awkward dork, so uh, you're cut from the sketch, yeah, and wah, wah. and then he said he's fired from the show too, yeah, which is like a oh that's yeah, a, that's interesting yeah, plot twist, yes, I did not see that coming. So what'd you think of this? Uh, I thought it was okay. I mean, I'm on the record. I'm not a huge Kyle guy. Uh-huh. I, I, I mean, I know he has like a specific type of humor that some people get. Like, yeah. The same way people like, uh, you know, like Fred Armisen has this very specific type of humor that people like. I, mm-hmm. I'm just not a huge fan of it. So, like, I mean, this sketch I thought was all right. I didn't think it was like that great. Yeah. I think all right, but not great. That that pegs it pretty well. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, okay. I just, yeah. I guess I see what you're doing here. Yeah, uh, I, I found it amusing enough. Didn't love it. Didn't yeah. hate it. Yeah, pretty much. So, didn't didn't you know, love just, it, didn't hate it. Just kind of in the middle. Right. Which, you know, that's for for Kyle and Beck, I think yeah. that's pretty good. That's right. This, yeah. This sketch was no uh, statutory rape in Nazis. No. But no. what is? What is? What is? I mean, they can't all have statutory rape <laughs> and Nazis. They and, all can't be hefty naturals. I mean, and and God knows I've sent SNL enough letters asking for those <laughs> in every single sketch. Is that is that why you got the cease and desist? That is why I am on that list. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're not allowed within 10 feet of Rockefeller Center. No, no. Well. Um, they're lost. They're lost. Um, so next we had uh, The Admiral, which is, uh, we, we cut to a, a 1955 movie, Say, those don't those two don't seem to like each other. And this yeah. was uh, Kate and Aidy as feuding sisters. And yeah. uh, uh, I mean, this is a sketch that, they de- that they've done before on the Jennifer yeah. Lopez episode. Which, mm-hmm. you know, Very similar. Not too long ago. With the colonel. With the colonel. I mean, he- here they chose a different military rank, so it's a completely yeah. different thing. Totally different. Um, totally different, but but they're all excited because the admiral, played by John Mulaney, is coming by, and they're they're trying to make themselves as attractive yeah. as possible, and they're trying to sabotage each yes. other uh, in in various humorous ways. Yes, exactly. It's like it's like oh, it's chilly out, sister. Why don't you wear this uh, shawl? And it's like an actual uh, a snake. Yeah, like a yeah. bow constrictor. And I think one of them tried to poison the other one. And, right. It's like, uh, it's like oh, sister, your breath is horrendous. Why don't you take this breath mint? And it's actually like a bomb. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, and that was cute. I yeah, enjoyed yeah. that. And and Mulaney comes in. He's he's in. Um, or or no, excuse me. Beck comes in as the admiral. Right. And then he's he's. It turns out he's most attracted to John Mulaney as their brother. Yes. He, who's in the navy. Yeah. So he comes in at a. Sailor he can sail outfit. the sa- seven seas. Yes. Yeah. In in, in the navy. Uh, oh, he, he okay. Can, he can I, set his mind at ease. I got it. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we want you. We, we want, want you. you. We, we want, want you for a new recruit. Who me? <laughs> but but I'm afraid of water. I'm afraid of water. Young man, 
Young man. What is wrong with us today? Wow, we're, I don't know. We we just we are high on life. Yeah, we went super gay. Well, there's there's catnip in the air. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, it turns out that the brother John Mulaney, who's in his little sailor outfit, he got gay hot. Yes, and like I think uh, at one point, I think Kate said, "Oh, when did like oh, don't pay attention to our brother. He's just a sailor." Right, and then he's like, "No, I haven't. I got uh, promoted up to uh, pass around party bottom." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, <laughs> that is yeah, ho!" <laughs> and and at one point, Kate tries machine gunning off his uniform, and it, but it just uh, tears away his his sleeves and his right. and the bottom of his pants. So now right. he's in in a sleeveless shirt and and shorts, revealing his uh, tight, taut frame. Yes, Absolutely. yes, uh, and so he's even more attractive to the admiral. Um, yeah, and it's just like you know a lot of. Gay jokes, pretty much like him bending over. Some innuendos, yeah, yes. yeah. He he tries moving a couch, and he's he's like bending over and grunting in yeah, a like, suggestive eh, manner. Eh. Yeah, it's very. And of course, it ends with the admiral picking uh, the twink. Yeah, um, I, I wanted to like this more than I did, and I'm not sure why it didn't work for me. Uh, like I mean, we're talking about it, I'm amused. Yeah, and I feel like if I'd seen the script on paper, I would have been like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, when we t- when we ma- we made it funny, but yeah, I mean, I feel the same <laughs> way. Like. When I saw the sketch, I was like, oh, this, I mean, it's pretty much hitting the same beats as the J-Lo episode, and I mean, it's... And I didn't really mind that. I no. mean, I think that's fine. I thought they, they had enough of a variation on it, so... Yeah. I don't. I can't really put my finger on what what my problem was, and I feel like it was more my problem than a problem with the sketch. Maybe the... Uh, I don't know. Maybe the pacing was off, or... Maybe. There was something... Yeah. The pacing was kind of off. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple sketches that throughout this episode where the pacing seemed to be off, like they were maybe running behind or something. But yeah, I I wish I could put my finger on it. But yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. It was it was all right. Like, I understand they were going like car- sort of cartoonish over the top. With yeah, the, and that's like, fine. I yeah, mean, that's great. And, you know, nothing wrong with yeah. cartoons. I like cartoons. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was some, this didn't quite hit for me. Yeah, and it didn't it didn't for me either. And I I was I'm really kind of surprised by that cuz I I yeah. like I said I wanted to like it much more than I did. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the audience was the same way too cuz the audience really didn't yeah. sound like it gave it a lot of love either. Yeah. So I I don't know if it was just I I felt like the writing was there but maybe something in the performance or the direction was just kind of a misfire. Maybe, yeah. I yeah. think so. There's... I don't know. Maybe the dress was better, who knows. Maybe, who knows. Who's to, who's to say? All right. Anyway, uh, it's time for the musical guests. Woo! We had uh, Mr. David Byrne, Mr. late of the Talking Heads. Yes. And I'm sorry, you were about to do a no. excited Mr. David Byrne. Oh, d- was I? Well, it sounded like it. No, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. But it's okay. I feel like I robbed you of that moment. A little bit. A little okay. bit. Do you, do you want, should we take it back? No. Let's keep on going. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the David Byrne, I, right at the gate, doing Once in a Lifetime. One of his classic songs from the Talking Heads. I was actually surprised it was the first song he did. I thought he would say that for later in the show. Yeah, but I I'm assuming it's one of the shows or one of the songs he does in his show American Utopia. I think he probably does a lot of his classic songs in that. If he if he if he does, I was like I got to get on this American Utopia I, thing. I I was honestly blown away by David Byrne's performance. I thought oh, really? yeah. I mean he's uh, he he's we should describe it a bit. Set the scene. He was he was he's barefoot uh, in like a gray suit, right? Um, no tie, just and dancing around. He's he's got his backup band and dancers, right? And, and like, they're all in the matching outfits, also yeah. barefoot, and, barefoot gray suits. They're mm-hmm. like kind of 
the whole the, his whole backing band is they're like a marching band type of thing. So like no yeah. no one's like weighed down by like you know instruments. They're all right. They all can like move around. Freely. Anybody who had a drum, it was like strapped to them, and yeah, yeah like a you know like a like a marching band. Yeah, but very very energetic and I yeah. mean just a lot of a lot of pep and a lot of vim and vigor and yeah. I look. I don't know why I sound like I'm 200 <laughs> years old. Lot um, of vim, lot of get up and yeah, go. Yeah, that David Byrne, he's a real. T- Our boys overseas, they showed a lot of vim and vigor. <laughs> He's a real toe tapper. That that David Byrne, he's a real go getter. <laughs> exactly. Well, that kid's going places. Biggity dog. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I looked it up. David Byrne's sixty-seven years old, and he's like, God damn, he's moving around like better than I can. I'm like, yeah. God bless. I am twenty years younger, and he he has he showed more energy in those five minutes than I've shown the entire year. I got I think I got winded just watching him. Yeah. I was like, God, my knees hurt just looking yeah. at you, sir. But, but God bless you. Uh, it, it was great. I mean, it was a thrill to hear Once in a Lifetime. It's one of my favorite Talking Heads songs. It's a great one. Um, I, I thought this was amazing. I felt I like, know, you know, know, this was specifically designed for aging Gen Xers like us. Absolutely. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I think people will admit, like, you know, now SNL, when, when it comes to mu- musical guests, they don't really hide, they don't really put on like older musicians like it's always like whoever no i think we said it's like whoever's trending on soundcloud or whatever the the, the, the young new kid right yeah. right so like which is fine you know like we'll yeah. get the uh the um uh oh god what the 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 boy band that they had oh the, uh, bts bts i was forgetting the acronym yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i was like DTS? No, that's not right. Oh, uh, like, DTF? <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely not <laughs> that's right. Something else. That's there should be a boy band called DTF. Oh, though. give it time. <laughs> give it time. Can it, can we become like the new Ron Perlman's and and form a boy band called DTF? I'll make some calls. <laughs> All right. Let's see what I can do. <laughs> that because at this point that's going to be our ticket to Dude, fame and fortune. Oh my. That's the ticket. Yeah, <laughs> let's for, let's get a boy band together and we'll just call them DTF. And we got no. It, it doesn't mean what you think it means. It means dancing till five, right? Or something. What right. do you think it means? Yeah, because they keep reasonable hours because they're nice boys. <laughs> exactly. They're in bed at a reasonable time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's, they're exactly. down. They're, they dance till five. They dance then, till five, and then they are done. Yeah, they do their homework, kiss their parents goodnight, and go to bed. All their concerts will be matinees. Oh. <laughs> It's a it's an untapped resource. That's all I'm saying. We, I love this idea, dude. This where I, this this is D T F D T F D T F D T. Um, uh, David Byrne, right? But anyway, <laughs> no, but seriously, David Byrne. If you look up one thing from the show, look up the David Byrne performances yeah. on YouTube because they were just spectacular. Fantastic. I, I mean, he's always been amazing. Like I'm mm-hmm. sure. I mean, for those young who don't know about David Byrne, I yeah, I implore you to go look look into his stuff with Talking Heads. Watch uh, Stop Making Sense. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an amazing concert film, and he, he's had a great solo career too. He has, yeah. I don't, um, I don't want to. Yeah, he's like he's. I mean, he's done amazing stuff with Talking Heads. Yeah, but his solo stuff is fantastic. His, uh, his solo album Uh Oh is is one of my favorites. That's from like the early '90s, but I was oh. listening to that so much in college, wow. and it's right. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was listening. Great, great stuff. I was listening to more Talking Head stuff, but like, I right. should listen to more of his solo stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I'm not ultra, ultra familiar with his solo career, but I, what I heard of it, I really, really like, and I, I would love to be able to go see his his Broadway show. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll check it out. Yeah, I think I mean, it's also be... from what I read. I think they're also gonna make it into a movie. 
Oh, that's cool. I heard it's like going to be made into a movie, and I believe Spike Lee's directing it. Oh, wow. I could be. I got to look this up. I'm pretty sure that's what I okay. heard. Okay. So, that I mean, sounds very, very cool. So, yeah. yeah. Either way, America Utopia. I'm, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check out the album, too. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, surely there's an album of this, and then they, you know. If you like David Byrne, you know, Siri, play <laughs> David, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to get that album. Yeah. You know, if I can't make it to the show, I want to at least get the album. Cause, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and apparently John Mulaney helped him out with like some jokes uh, for the show and stuff. And oh, really? Yeah. I remember John Mulaney was talking about that on uh, one of his talk show appearances recently. Oh, far out. That, uh, and uh, David Byrne, he did a second number, uh, Toe Jam. It was, you know, much the same. They were in the, the gray suits, barefoot and... You know, lots of lots of dancing and lots of energy, and yeah, you know, his his backing band was great. Yeah, I actually I, mean, I actually looked into this because I thought this song "Toe Jam" was mm-hmm. like a new song. Okay, apparently it's not. It's an old song that came out in like two thousand eight. So I wonder is is the rev- is the the American uh, Utopia just like a review of his of his songs? Does he I, have new material in it? I don't know, like because like I look because I thought, oh, this is like some new song that I don't know about, it. but I liked it. I actually liked the Toe Jam song quite a bit. But yeah. this is like a song from 2008-2009 from uh, the Brighton Port Authority, album, mm-hmm. which was like a sort of a collection of songs put together by um, uh, Fat Boy Slim. Oh, wow. That came out in 2008, and he did this song. It was David Byrne with a Dizzy Rascal. Wow. So this is like a deep, deep, deep cut, this song. Interesting, interesting. So okay. the fact that he did this on SNL was like, wow, that's a... Is, that's All pretty... right. Um, it looks like it is... Uh, I'm on the uh, website for the Hudson Theater on Broadway right now, and it says it returns this fall, so it's coming back September 18th uh, for 17 weeks only. So a limited window to see it. Uh, but yeah, tickets are on sale. Um, All right. And there are strobe lights in the production, so please uh, be so. aware of that. Okay. So. Interesting. But yeah, well, either way, I mean, David Byrne, we're we're huge fans. I mean, he's he's one of the greats, and I'm. It was really surprising that he's like revisiting his Talking Heads material. Cause yeah, because he, he, he's like he's been the holdout. He's he's never wanted to reunite with the old band. Yeah, he's always been kind of. Like and I believe standoffish about. I like, believe uh, the other folks who are in the band with him, they they still tour. They've toured under the name The Heads. Oh yeah, and they're uh, they're still together. But David Byrne has like never had any interest in uh, reuniting with uh, them. So it's like a yeah. Morrissey, the Smiths type of thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the deal is there, but uh, all right. Well, but you know, hey, David Byrne's doing all right. Yeah. But uh, God bless him. It is what it is. Yeah. All right, but uh, yeah, all right. Uh, moving right along. Uh, weekend update. Weekend update with Colin Jost and Michael Che. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot about uh, Trump and coronavirus, which is yep. you know the big uh, virus of the of the minute right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Colin Jost he had a good line uh, early on. He said, uh, "Hoping Trump can calm fears is like hoping that cocaine can fight insomnia." Yeah, uh, I thought that was, a, that was a pretty good line. Yeah, and yeah. I like I like what Che did. Here in it too, because they, they did an interesting thing with Che. Yeah, because like I mean, basically when Che when they talked about coronavirus, he's like, "Well, I don't want to make jokes about co- coronavirus because honestly, I don't know if I have it." Or right, not. right. And like, if I do have it, they'll pull out me making jokes about it and we'll play it. Yeah. And then like Che kind of had this like breakdown. It's like, like, what's the like? Maybe I'm. Yeah. Maybe I got it. Maybe I'm going to go out. Like, what's yeah. the point of any of this? What's why, the- why am I doing the news? Why am I wearing this tie? And he takes off his tie. Yeah, and- he like unbuttons his top button. Yeah. It's like, and why he's- am I hiding my drinking problem? And he <laughs> can't bring- 
brings out a glass of scotch and right, just drinks it. Right. And when they cut back to him later, he's got his baseball cap on, his little uh, sideways. Yeah. So he, he looks kind of like you know Michael Che when you see him any other time in life. Yeah, and at one point he says, like, you know, I just found out I might have a kid. <laughs> yeah. And he looks at Joe's, and they just cut to Joe's, and Joe's is like, I don't, what? <laughs> it's, it was a weird thing that they it did was, there. You don't usually see Weekend Update get that... I don't know what the word meta? is for. Yeah. Is it meta? I mean, it was a little meta. It was also, like, they don't usually break the reality of the fake newscast that much, you know? Yeah, yeah that's true. And they didn't, and he had, like, a runner through the whole thing, because, like, right. Che just kind of stayed in that yeah, he never, in that mode, yeah, in that he, character. Yeah, he never puts his tie back on, and yeah. he, you know, which is a clip on. And he, ne- he never takes his baseball cap off, so it's like this relaxed chase. Yeah, I mean, he did another couple news stories, but, uh, you know, and because they did that, it, it was it didn't have the balance that it usually has. Like, they, it seemed like Joe did a greater proportion of the stories. Right. Because, you know, Che was in that character. Yeah, he was like, it was more laid back, which actually I liked. I thought it was pretty hilarious. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, and of course, uh, Joe is trying to, like, to talk about the... Uh, the stock's taking a bit of a dip right. lately, and um, I think Joe's call, called it the Trump like people the Trump people, slump. People are calling it the Trump slump, right? And by people, I mean me. The same way when Trump says people are telling him something, he just means him, right? So like it was like a way of Joe's trying to get the the Trump slump trending. Yeah, which I yeah, appreciate, which I appreciate. Uh, you know that was all right. I thought okay, it could be better. I mean, honestly. You know, usually now when I watch update, I, I'm I'm like kind of half pay attention to Joe's, and I wait for Jay to <laughs> say something because I know like Jay's stuff is going to be more creative right. and, and original. Joe's is the foreplay. Jay is the uh, penetration. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be that crass about it, sure, I do. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I liked I liked you know, and like later when they cut back to Jay, uh, uh, he was talking about how his 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 grandmother. Like, right. didn't want him to date white girls. And he was like, no white girls. I work in show business. That's just unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> Which, God I'm, damn you, Che. That's, a, that's hilarious. That was hilarious. That's Did a, you say hilarious? I, I, I was going to say funny, but then I upgraded to hilarious in my mind. And uh-huh. it came out hilarious. Hilarious. Maybe, maybe I'll like just, a fillet of hilarious. Yeah, maybe I'll yeah. just use that from now on. That sounds like something McDonald's would serve. A hilarious. A hilarious. <laughs> It's yeah. on the name of a spaceship in, I don't know, Deep Space Nine or something. Sure, sure. The USS Filarius is yeah. contacting us. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, wow, this is quite an episode. Uh, so uh, next, and um, as one of the uh, people that came out on Weekend Update, uh-huh. uh, Chris Red. Yeah, talking about Black History Month. Um, yeah, he had his own little segment here, and it's mm-hmm. basically just him kind of... Talking about Black History Month, he is. It, fe- it felt like he was just going into his regular stand-up. Yeah, I'm sure it was just kind of repurposing a stand-up routine yeah, that, yeah. that Chris Red has done, which is which is fine. It was funny yeah. stuff. Uh, ain't, he ain't d- nothing wrong with that. He talked about how like Barnes and Nobles they've got um, covers for classic books right now, but they they've reimagined the characters as right. black. Yes, which is a which is this is a real thing. This a, isn't a comedy bit. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. You know, and there's like Frankenstein with a black Frankenstein monster yeah, on the front. Yeah, that's, that's odd. And he was like, you know, there's Wizard of Oz with a black Dorothy and he's like, that's just the Wiz, okay? There was already a black Wizard of Oz. Ease <laughs> on down the road, people. And and you know, there was a there's a, a Moby Dick with a black Captain Ahab on yeah. the front. Um it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. You had some good stuff in it there. Was, it was some funny stuff. Yeah, and the way they had that uh, Harry Tubman credit card with like her giving the Wakanda symbol. 
That's is, weird. That is that was so. Strange. He was like, "Okay, Harriet Tubman. You know, she wasn't alive for Black Panther." Yeah. Part of me was like, "Did, did they just make this card so they could like be trending or something?" Or I, I'm assuming thing? that's a real thing uh, that they were coming. It's a real coming. thing, but I was like, "Why would you even?" And the art on that was weird because it doesn't even look like those hands don't look like they belong to Harriet yeah, Tubman. It looks like there's like literally like somebody in front of her crouching. <laughs> right. Shit, you hit your mic. I hit my mic. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, Darren, Darren was trying to demonstrate the Wakanda Forever uh, gesture yeah. for me in the studio, apparently, because I, none of you can see it. <laughs> because apparently, I don't know what the Wakanda Forever <laughs> gesture looks like. John doesn't even know. Though, even though we've literally seen Black Panther together, we did. I was like, let me let me hip him to, to what the Wakanda <laughs> symbol looks like. Can you do that again? No. I don't want to. <laughs> that really amused me, guys. I swore I'm sober. I don't know what's but, happening today. But anyway, anyway, on on this, it, it like you said, it looks like somebody is doing the Wakanda Forever symbol in front of Harry Tubman because the skin tones don't really match. Yeah, it's it's, it's like it's bizarre. <laughs> it's weird. It's bizarre. It's weird. Um, but and uh, yeah, then uh, weekend update got cut kind of short. It it seemed like a short weekend update and like i said it seemed kind of lopsided because we had much more colin jose and michael che because right. che was doing the character thing uh oh and uh, che had that one good joke about ash wednesday oh like, yeah yeah one time catholics get get to wear a little bit of black face. yeah that's a good joke it's like it's a good joke it's a good joke it. yeah i yeah and it's it's weird because we're very used to weekend update like two people coming on to do like a segment right and it always feels weird when they just have one person yeah it's and like you think like oh did they have another thing that they cut for time i it's probably the next sketch we'll talk about, but um, yeah, maybe I, you know, honestly, because they had a dr- a joke about uh, Donald and Eric Trump or mm-hmm. Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump, I I could have used a little uh, Mikey Moffat Alex Day doing the yeah. Trump brothers. That's true. That's another thing I I kind of wrote now. We didn't see too much of Moffat. Light show for them. Light show. You know, I, I was watching one of the cut for time sketches, and then Mikey Day comes on. I was like, Yeah, we didn't see much of Mikey Day this episode. Man. Not a lot of Mikey. Not a lot of Moffat. Not a yeah. lot of Melissa. I don't even think she was in this show at all. I don't I... think we saw Melissa at all. Yeah. Oh my God. She was she was persona non grata. Yeah. Is that the right term? Um. Yeah. Sure. Good. All we'll, right. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll say it. We'll, we'll count it. Mm-hmm. I'll allow it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, great weekend update. A little short. I, I wouldn't say it was great. Really? Yeah. Oh, I right. thought I thought it brought the show down a little bit. But really? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You like that right. weekend update more? I, than me? I like. That's what, fine. No, I like what Che brought to it. I like his. Yeah. His what he brought to it. Okay. And I thought Joe's had some good jabs here and there, and I thought just Chris, jabs, just jabs, and I just thought, jabs. I thought Chris Red was good. So I thought it was all right. Yeah, I like the Chris Red segment. Okay. I think that was probably my favorite bit from Update. All right, fair enough. So, fair enough. And okay. uh, and uh, but yeah, they cut it short, and I think they got it got cut short for. The next sketch, which is uh, the airport uh, sushi sketch. Yes. Um, this is in the tradition of Diner Lobster and the Bodega Bathroom. Right. This was another weird sketch. I'm going to assume this one was also co-written by Mulaney and Colin Jost. Yeah. And, I uh, mean, most likely. Most most definitely. Like uh, mm-hmm. This is pretty much Mulaney's wheelhouse where he does like something very New York-centric, yeah. very specific to New York City. Of course, before like the... New York diners. After that, it was the New York bodegas or corner stores for yeah. those who aren't in the know. Mm-hmm. And uh, this episode, it was uh, LaGuardia Airport. 
Yeah, this is okay. We're going to describe the sketch, and I it's going to sound like we're high, but I promise you, we are not. I'm it's only we're just drunk. You <laughs> no, yeah. It, well, it is a Sunday for yeah. us. Yeah. Um, how else? How do you get through your? Sundays? I mean, yeah, Sunday afternoon. Of course, yeah. we're drunk. Yeah. Um, Mimosas, man. I, I mean, we are still drunk from last night. Right. This is, that's how we party, bro. That's how we roll. Woo! Um, but no, you you really can't describe these sketches without sounding like you're tripping. Yeah. Um, so we, we had we had a couple guys, and they're, they're at LaGuardia Airport. It was uh, uh, Chris Red and, and, and Pete uh, Davidson. Yeah, it's always those two guys. Yeah. And, uh, and one of them decides to get the sushi at the LaGuardia Airport. At the Airport Mart. Or, right. You know, where you get like $15 bottles of water. Which, uh, you know, living kind of dangerously. Yeah. Uh, living on the edge. You never... Don't... Guys, don't buy sushi from airports. That's just the That's just thing. a good rule for life. Yeah, airports, um, gas stations, just uh, leave it be. Yeah. Supermarkets, that's on the, yeah. the edge of acceptable. Yeah, you'll be all right. I think you'll be all right. Yeah. Get some uh, Pepto-Bismol just in case. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, it quickly goes into a bizarre direction. I mean, we had, we had Keenan as the Phantom of LaGuardia, who he kind of looks like a pigeon, but then we find out later he's actually one of the geese that took down Sully's plane. Yeah, because <laughs> um, he he looks like half the Phantom of the Opera, but he's got bird wings. And yeah, they always dress up Keaton in some type of animal costume. Right. Uh, we had Cecily as the sushi chef, and she does um, a, a variation of "I Like to Live in America" from West Side Story, right. which is you know "I Like to Cook in LaGuardia." Da 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 da. Musical theater nerd. Was really coming out Oof. in this episode. My God, because you know, I, uh, Cecily, I'm sure is a big musical theater nerd, right? Judging from the sketches that she does she's and done, is yeah, in, and I think Mulaney is also a, a frustrated musical she, theater. She nerd. loved. They love to sing. They got a song in their heart. Yeah, uh, we had, we had Kate McKinnon come out as uh, Aunt Little Orphan Annie. Yes. And she's dressed as the uh, person who works at the those uh, Aunt Annie's, like those pre- those pretzel stores you see in the airport. Right, the Auntie Annie. Yeah, Auntie Anne pretzel. Stores. But she's got a little orphan Annie redheaded wig. Right, and she sings uh, tomorrow, but she sings De Blasio, De yes. Blasio. The, the cops yeah. hate De Blasio. Right, which they do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they do. Oof. Uh, and they they did a they did another uh, number from West Side Story, which was like uh, "Stay Cool." I yes, think it's called. Uh, Beck comes out as a baby yeah. who uh, boards a transcontinental who's about to board a transcontinental flight. Right, and of course, baby. If you ever been on a flight with a baby, you know it's like yeah, it's, it's bad times. Well, you know the the air pressure it gets to them. They yeah, don't know what's going on. That's it's, true. We, you know, I shouldn't. Yeah, so I they cry during the flights. I know. I, I'm but hard. they're babies. Yeah, they I don't know. know what's happening. They just know they hurt. I know. All right, now I sound like a dick. All right, show fine. some understanding <laughs> for once in your goddamn life. Look show at, some empathy. Look inside your heart. <laughs> look inside that cold stone heart. <laughs> And show some feeling for the babies. And then Darren's heart grew three times, <laughs> three sizes that that day. And uh, and then we, then we had a, a celebrity cameo. Yeah, we had. Do you want to? Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, who who was also on the sack lunch, yeah, bunch, sack the lunch John bunch. Mulaney Netflix special. And uh, in this sketch, he as was Mr. Dem- Music, yeah. I think he was. Yeah. yeah. And in this sketch, he was the man who boards the plane in his pajamas. Which yes. I guess that's a thing. Do people do that? Uh, well, he like he says like he he's in his pajamas to make it easy to go through like TSA. Yeah. And all that. He so, sings like, a, and he sings a song about how people can just go up his crevices. 
Yep. Ah, just searching for thing, and then he floats away because he has a harness on. Right, and he's he's singing uh, uh, stuff to the tune of "Defying Gravity" from the show Wicked. I um, did. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah, I don't remember what right. the variation was, but I rem- I recognize that it was Defying Gravity. Wow. You're a bit of a theater nerd. We're finding I, out, too. Well, you know, a little bit, a little bit. I did right. the community theater for a little while. Right. Um, well, well, now. Uh, we, 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 had, we had Bo and Yang come out as the profiled Asian in a face mask. Um, P- say, telling he's, no, he wasn't in Parasite. Right. Which is a nice <laughs> little line. Uh, it was cute. And we then we had David Byrne, musical guest David yes. Byrne, come out, uh, and he does, to the tune of the... Road to nowhere. Uh, we're on a plane to nowhere. Right. He's dressed as the baggage handler who tosses your your bags into the Long Island Sound. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then uh, so, then they march off to uh, the Road to Nowhere song. Yeah. And this was. Yeah. And they they march off into the audience. Into except the audience. For, except for Jake Gyllenhaal who stole the harness. He's, He's just, just like, kind of floating yeah. above the stage. Like help, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Um, I mean. Yeah. That, that this was pretty incredible. Like. Yeah, I know it sounded like we just free associated for five minutes, which is what we usually do on this yes. podcast. But this was the actual sketch. <laughs> this, w- this is actually what happened. And, yeah, uh, yeah. This is. I mean, this sketch is always it, it's always a, a pretty big hit. Uh, it's always it's always a fun time. It's, I mean, just for just for the you know the, the pageantry alone, just for this yeah. big, this big overtaking of like what they have to do. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, I think it's so fun because Diner Lobster was a sketch that Mulaney tried to get on the air when he was a writer. Never made it on the air. He he brings it back when he hosts for the first time. And now it's become a thing. It's yeah. become like... Like now he has to do it every time he hosts. It's like much. an expected thing. Yes. I don't know if he has to do it or if he just wants to do it. I I, don't, I feel like he has to do it at this point because like, I feel like it was such a hit. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, are you going you gonna to do like another thing? Or you yeah, gonna, like, yeah. So then he had to do the Bodega Cat. Now I think at this point like... If he's on and he doesn't do it, people are gonna be like, oh. "Yeah, now, n- now it's three times." There's a pattern established. Right. It's or, it's an expected thing. Or maybe now the trilogy is over and the, the trifecta has been completed. Who knows? But like, I, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, it's still. It's, but uh, I mean, this was fun. It was a fun. I, I enjoyed thing. this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just just for how bizarre it gets. It's not gonna be like any other sketch you see that night. No. Lord so. No. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You know, if if for no other reason. It's enjoyable for that. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, now we're at our finals. I, I feel like because this sketch was such a big undertaking, like a lot of sketches got cut. Mm-hmm. So that, it, it did feel like uh, a few things got kind of shuffled around. And then we get yeah, into our... Yeah, uh, I mean, we, like they came back to like just the band playing for yeah. a little bit. Which Whenever they do that, they're like, all right. It seems good. like a sign that something got cut for time. Right. And, you know, maybe got cut last minute because like some sketches ran over for whatever reason. Right. Um, so, uh, but yeah. I mean, but luckily they had enough time for David Byrne to do his thing. That's, yeah. That's when he did the Toe Jam song, which I loved. Yeah. And then we get into our final sketch of the night, uh, Forgotten Figures of Black History. Right. This was uh, Jackie Robinson, but the, the sketch is, you know, really about Keenan as Terrence Washington, who was the first black man to boo Jackie Robinson. Exactly. After Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball, right? Uh, this one has Ego as the kind of narrator, right? Talking about it, and uh, we get into it, we see like Keenan is like the first black man to boo him, mm-hmm. and then we learn like like he he was actually booing him because he actually wanted to play uh, baseball, but right, uh, but he never actually played baseball because of his heart murmurs. Yeah, he he's a Dodger <laughs> fan who disliked Jackie Robinson because he was like he got to integrate baseball, and that was what. Keenan wanted to do exactly, and they did have, they did have just one good line where um, 
everybody else around him, you know, John Mulaney uh-huh. and Beck Bennett and Kyle saying, hey, why are you booing him? Don't and uh, also Keenan is sitting next to like a young black kid. Yeah, and uh, and they call him his son at one point, and he's like, yeah, yeah. "No, I don't know this guy. Exactly. This child. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Kyle's like, "Hey, don't. Why are you booing? Uh, why are you booing Jackie? Don't you want your son to know that he could be anything he wants to be? Yeah. Yeah. And Keenan's like, "I don't know this kid. He's not my son. <laughs> I'm just sitting next to him. <laughs> yeah. That, that that was pretty funny. And I, I, at the end, uh, the audience in solidarity with Keenan's character, like, "Do you want us to boo him too? And then everybody gets into booing Jackie Robinson. Right. And of course, um, yeah. And then I think uh, Beck is like, "Yeah, go back to the Negro leagues." Yeah. And then Keenan's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's that's too far, <laughs> man. That's too far." Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this gets. It kind of felt like something that would have been in, like maybe Chappelle show or uh, mm. even in The Living Color. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah I, thought, I can see that. I mean, as far as the as far as the final sketch, I thought it was okay. I thought it was all right. I thought it was you know maybe a little underdeveloped. I feel like they could have taken a little bit further but yeah I, I thought it was fine um yeah you know, especially this deep into the show yeah i mean it's definitely like one of those sketches where keenan is doing a lot of the heavy lifting it, yeah it goes off like it's Kenan's, built around keenan yeah keenan's yeah. charm and, and what he and can he's do. and he's driving it that yeah thing. exactly it's just um yeah but yeah. honestly I, I forgot that that jackie robinson the, the the integration happened like as late as it did it was like 1947 yeah and i was guessing that was like if if you had asked me cold, I would have guessed like earlier, like you know, in the forties. Nope. No. <laughs> no. So. Uh, um. Oh, this got awkward. Uh, sorry. <laughs> S- sorry about that. I'll. Um. I'll I'll take your apology back to the others at the next meeting. We'll, okay. We'll see if we accept yeah. that. So yeah. Um. And that's the so, episode. That's the episode. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, I mean, as far as episodes go, I thought it was okay. It, I don't know if it was good as I thought it'd be. Mm-hmm. It didn't, didn't meet your expectations. No, not quite. Like mm. I thought. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. I, I'm trying to figure out why I didn't. I don't know. Like, I mean, there were a few sketches like the, um, you know, say those two don't get along. That, right. That were kind of like, eh, and um, there was like a few other sketches that I thought were okay. I mean the the Kyle Mooney sketch that that was yeah mm-hmm. it, w- it didn't quite get you know I you know I honestly I thought overall this was a pretty solid show I thought okay. you know even even though I had some problems with things here and there mm-hmm. um, and I thought update was a little weak um, I I liked it overall I think mm. probably because I find John Mulaney such a charming performer and I just enjoy watching him okay for me. That saved any any weaknesses that we might have seen in the sketches, like you know the the uncle meme thing. Like I said, it didn't didn't have much of an ending, but right. I still enjoyed it because I I enjoyed uh, John Mulaney's performance. Yeah, he he kind of elevates things that he's in. Yeah, I th- I thought the sound of music sketch was great. That might have been the sketch of the night. Sketch of the night for me, definitely. Yeah. Um, I really dug that. You and, know uh, the, I, the the David Byrne performances were just fucking amazing. Yeah, I think this is like one of those rare instances where like. Because like usually when we watch an SNL episode, we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Usually we're kind of blasé on the musical guests, and yeah. we're all about the sketches. But this is for me. This was the, re- the reverse was so. Weird. Yeah, I mean, well, because David Byrne, he's one of our guys. He's, yeah, you know, that's true. He, he's like you know we're Gen Xers, so we grew up listening to David Byrne. That's true. I'd be curious to see like what somebody younger than us th- thinks about David. Yeah, Byrne. yeah. Like some, I, somebody I, who didn't grow up. I went. To I that. went on Twitter after the show and I saw like David Byrne was actually trending. Hey, and there were a few things of like you know oh yeah Gen Xers loving the David Byrne and like you know millennials confused by David Byrne. <laughs> yeah, I figured. So it's kind of like how how we feel when it's like 
like somebody who's, who's younger than us, like when uh, they have DTF on. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. DTF, they're, they're tearing up the charts. Right. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I mean, but I imagine also maybe somebody if like if they had a musical guest who maybe was on before our time. Right. Like I don't know. Like I don't know who. Like I don't know uh, Bob Dylan or some like somebody mm-hmm. older that mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like would yeah. be like, all right, that's interesting. But then I, I don't know. Part of me hopes that like maybe a younger person would see david Byrne and be like oh that's kind of cool and then they they would get into david Byrne. yeah yeah his backlog yeah that, that's my hope uh i mean that would be cool if more people are turned on to david Byrne. i mean i think yeah that's that's a good thing ain't nothing wrong with that that's a good thing uh yeah young um, people if you if you if you just got into david Byrne through this snl episode let us know what you think mm-hmm. well, i'd like to hear your thoughts um but you know yeah the, the good nights were like really quick i mean to the point where we had no credits at all yeah they so just, they must have they must have had timing problems yeah. during this show. Yeah, that they re- they just they bailed immediately yeah. on that one. Yeah, it was it was like Mulaney just had time to thank everybody, and then it was like that's it, good night. And literally, you did not see any credits running by. Yeah, which I wonder how legally they can get away with uh, that. I mean, I guess it's a timing thing, and I they'll guess, restore it in reruns. I guess or something, so. Yeah, but, that that was weird. Like, I, yeah, I mean, I have seen it before, but it's always kind of jarring. It is weird. When I'm it's like, oh. weird when that happens. Um, also, there were a couple cut for time sketches. I feel like we should yeah. mention. Uh, we just checked them out on YouTube. Uh, SNL, uh, they're good about uploading those. Right, right. Um, first, we had Love Is Blind Quarantine Edition. I actually liked that uh, that sketch quite a bit. I was like, I kind, I really wish they kept that in. I I think that was good. I think you, uh, this easily could have been in the show. Yeah, I mean, have you do you know about the Love Is Blind? I heard about trend? it. I saw it like trending on the social media, and I was right. like, oh, I guess this is a real thing. Yeah, it, uh, I mean, for those that don't know, uh, my my wife actually loves it, likes that show okay. quite a bit. But it's like a reality dating show, and it's on Netflix. So on right? Netflix is basically the the hook is uh, they get a bunch of men and a bunch of women together. And they're they kind of do speed dating, but they never see each other. Right. So that's the thing. So they're like they're in separate rooms. They're in separate rooms. They can hear each other. Mm-hmm. So they they talk to each other and they try to connect through that. So then it sounds like the dating game. It, yeah, but but you <laughs> but the trick is they can't see each other. Right. <laughs> like the dating game. But they can't see each other. Like in that show, The Dating Game. You just don't get it. Okay. And so, like, so then basically uh, they talk to all these the guys, talk to a number of girls, girls talk to a number of guys, and then mm-hmm. they try to sort of whittle it down to, like, each has to kind of whittle it down to one person they really, really connect okay, to. Okay, wait, wait, quick, quick, quick question. Yes. Can, can any of these people see each other? No. Okay. All right. You're, so you you're didn't a, say that before. Oh, I. All right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So there, that's there's there's a disconnect. Okay. So like w- at at one point like the two people have to really connect. They're like, oh, I really connect to this person, and um, t- they have to connect to the point that they want to propose to the other person and get engaged. And this is like over the course of an afternoon. Uh, like four days. Oh. And once they get engaged, do they feed these people? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's say yeah. Let's. Do they sleep um, at any time? I think so. I don't. I don't know. Because if they're just like keeping them in a room for four <laughs> days without feeding them or letting them fall asleep, I think that that qualifies as torture. You think Stockholm syndrome sets in at some point? Is that I what you're talking so. about? I think you're describing like them being prisoners, <laughs> like Guantanamo Bay. You're yeah. Trying to say, yeah. Right, yeah. But it's, but they don't see each other. Oh. oh okay. Oh see. well, then it's all right. Now you get it. Now you're on the trolley. <laughs> so yeah. So. They uh, so once they're at the point where they say, "Oh yes, I want to be engaged to this person," then they meet face to face for the first time, and then they um, they hang out, 
for and then they get married 30 days later. I think we deserve coronavirus, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think we need to thin the herd a little bit this, if this yeah. is like the big hit show. People are loving it for serving just because just it's so bananas. Oh, my so, God. So, yeah. So, the SNL sketch that got cut, it's that premise. Right. But with uh, coronavirus. With coronavirus, both, yeah. So, but I actually like that sketch quite a bit and like yeah. the way they kind of take the piss out of the whole dating uh reality dating like show they, they show towards the end where like they're meeting each other and john mulaney i think he has an iv and he's got like a blanket and he's yeah. like he's doing badly because he has coronavirus and yeah and and ego uh or not ego no it was ego it was ego okay right. yeah um ego was like oh you are definitely covered in corona but i'm 34 so yes <laughs> yeah it's a lot of that and like a lot of times they'll like put the the person's name and what they do for a living, right? And like like I think when Heidi was on, it had her name like Bethany, and underneath it said parents' money, <laughs> like little things like that. That was cute. Or like one will say Gabriel computers. So, so that was a, that was a solid sketch. Uh, wish it could have been in the show. I really I, wish they put that in. I probably would have replaced the Kyle thing absolutely. with this. Absolutely, you know, because I think it was stronger. I think yeah, it had yeah. more laughs. And then then they had the other sketch, uh, the You Go sketch. You go show, uh, you where, go show. with uh, with John Mulaney as the host of a, a daytime talk show called right. the You Go Show, which is just uplifting stories yeah. about people who've turned their lives around. Positive reinforcement. And uh, Mikey Day comes out as a guy with, with abnormally large ears, and he was talking about how that used to bother him. And then, you know, one day he, he finally realized, like, hey, I don't really look at other people's ears. That probably means other people aren't looking at my ears. Right. And... And John Mulaney's at first like, yeah, but aren't they though? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He says like, well, do you think people aren't you aren't looking at other people's ears because they're normal sized? Right. Right. And then he's like, I don't follow. He's he's kind of you know puncturing a hole in their yeah their uh, perceptions. Yeah. He's 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 not saying out loud that you know right. your perception is kind of warped, but he because it's a positive reinforcement show, so he can't say it out loud. But right. He, He's hinting that... A little seed of doubt. Yeah, like there's one point where Cecily Strong says, oh yeah, well I quit my job at this high paying position I had and now I yeah. make skirts for cats. Right, yeah. She was an investment banker who, who makes poodle skirts yes, for cats. Skirt. And then um, and, and Cecily bring, has a cat with a skirt on. An actual cat because Cecily loves animals. We have to have Cecily with an animal. Yeah. I mean, we're mixing it up. We don't have Cecily with a dog. We have it's, Cecily with a cat. I know. Which, think, th- which th- I think this is probably why the sketch got cut. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> People want the dog. Cecily and dogs, winning formula. We said it again and again. My, I mean, it's, it's tried and true. I mean, if if they want to do a show with just Cecily Strong playing with puppies for an hour and a half, I would be there for it. Take my money. Uh, <laughs> and and John Mulaney is like, so your job? Did you leave on good terms? Like, if you wanted to go back and say I made a mistake, <laughs> could you get your job back? And then she's like, "No, I, I, this will work out." I, yeah, and I'm I wouldn't want it back anyway because I'm much more emotionally fulfilled doing this. And he's like, "Uh huh." And, um, and then it's like a few seconds of just no one saying anything. Yeah, but I here I like this because they they steered into the awkward ending. Yeah, um, where he's like, "Well, normally we would have a third guest, but we've had so many." so much back and forth with you guys that we don't have time for that. So now we just have to sit for a moment. And they sat for like, <laughs> I think it was a full minute. 
Oh, no one's saying it. The, and they're cutting away, to, and Keenan is there as the cameraman or the producer. Yeah. Yeah, I forget Kenan, which. Yeah, he's like a producer. Like the producer, part, okay. Of course, Keenan's doing like the, the mugging, the Keenan face. Yeah, they, we always have to cut to a Keenan reaction like, shot. Like, hmm? <laughs> yeah, and it's just, yeah. it's literally like almost a minute, if not a minute, of like yeah. no one saying anything like just awkward. It was like, I don't know, like, wow, this isn't, because like, SNL really doesn't do it. Do that yeah, too um, much. I, I thought it, this was, was all right, though. I again, I thought yeah. the performances elevated this. Yeah, um, I definitely liked it better than some of the sketches they went with. Yeah, if it was someone besides John Mulaney in the sketch, I don't know if I would have liked it as much. Agreed. Yeah, I'm with that. So, uh, so both the cut for time sketches I thought were pretty solid. Yeah, I would have put this in. Um, you know, over a few, maybe even the the uh, oh, they don't like each other. Black mm-hmm. and white. I would have maybe taken that out and put that one in. Well, you just cut Kate and Eddie out of the show. I hope you're happy. Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. Well, as long as you're happy. I'm. Oh, I'm elated. Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah. So we we reached out on the on the Twitter sphere about. Oh, uh, uh, what did the Twitter sphere have to uh, say? Well, we got a response here from uh, Ruby the Rube. Wow, just just came in. Okay. Uh, call me crazy, but this is my. You're least- crazy. Thank you. <laughs> call me crazy, but this is my least favorite episode of the season. Mm, outside, wow. outside of the monologue, I didn't care for anything else that happened. It just felt like they were that they it just felt like there weren't many solid jokes written into the sketches compared to the first time he hosted. Sad face. Disagree. Yeah, disagree. I mean, I, yeah, I thought there were some solid lines throughout the show. Even in yeah. the sketches, I was so so on. I thought most everything had at least a solid line or two. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I'll, I mean, I'll admit, like the last time he hosted. Uh, was better the one uh, mm-hmm. what had like uh, him at the black wedding sketch yeah that was and great. of course of uh, him and fucking Bill Hader and that of uh, uh, what do I want yeah chaos yes I mean what's that name what's that name yeah, yeah. I mean what's that name was like a god that well, was a home run I mean anytime you bring Bill Hader out um, it's gold Jerry gold gold yeah I mean I'll admit can that- we have Bill Hader host please please I mean he's, he has hosted right yeah uh, but you just want him but I miss Bill Hader. I miss him. What do you think he's doing now? I don't know. Filming Barry? Ooh, that'd be I think he's filming another season of Barry. Right? No. Probably just filming Barry, talking to the Fonz. What, what What do you think Bill Hader dreams about? I don't know. Like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> you think Bill Hader's ever listened to this podcast? I hope so. I, maybe. I hope so. Hey, Bill. If you think he knows how much we like him? I think he does. Oh, look at that cloud. That, that looks like Bill Hader. I think Bill Hader's dreamy. I know. It probably smells great. I bet. Yeah. Oh, probably smells like uh, this bubblegum in dreams. And he, he's he's dating, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Rachel Bilson. Rachel Bilson. Yeah. Yes. They, came, they, they came to an award show recently. I think yeah, it was... Uh, Spirit? Or I wanted to say the Oscars or the Emmys. But oh, yeah. That might make more sense. Yeah. But, but maybe uh, it was the Independent Spirit Awards. I don't know. Who knows? I just know that they made their public debut yes. as a couple. I know. That's, so. The hater is taken. Yeah. Yes, age appropriate. Was he wasn't he married before? He was married. He has two kids, and they okay. they have separated. Okay, but now he has his his He's lovely with lady by Rachel side. Bilson, and I know I don't know how I know this. She used to date uh, Anakin Skywalker guy Hayden Christensen. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think she's dated a couple of celeb celebs. Yeah, well, she's, she's been famous for a little while. She's been famous for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I I don't know when the OC came along, but. I, that was like what first made her famous. Yeah, early aughts. I want to say early aughts or the mid aughts. I feel early. I mean, I knew about the OC, but I wasn't a huge fan of it. I was like, oh, this. Is I, just, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of the OC. I was like, oh, this is just like 
90210, like for a new yeah, gen- for a new yeah. generation. Yeah, I'd kind of I'd kind of outgrown those shows by the time that came yeah. along. You weren't into uh, like a One Tree Hill and all that jazz. I I mean I know that One Tree Hill existed. I don't okay. think I have ever seen an episode of One Tree Hill. Good man. Yeah. Yeah. The the OC Oath came out in 03. Wow. OC came out in 03. OC and 03. Yeah. Boom I, boom. Yeah, I wasn't into. It. I was just 17 years ago that show came out. Wow, I'm, I'm sorry. I looked that up now. That is so. That is just so Ugh. weird to think because I, I still, you know, I'm so old. I, th- I think, oh yeah, that's one of the newer shows. It you is know? not. <laughs> it is. It is so not. <laughs> it is so not. That's like, that's like a generation ago. It's a year away from graduating high school right now. Yeah. That was like Keenan was in his first year of SNL when the OC premiered, I think. Criminy. Wow. That's how I, old that is. Okay, let's 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 steer clear of this talk. I don't I'm still young. I, I don't need to think about my impending doom and death. Uh but anyway, we'd we'd like Bill Hader to come back to SNL. Yes. Uh, that's, I think uh, that's that's I think what we were saying before I, we went off on the whole uh Rachel Bilson OC. Right. Tangent. I think that's what Ruby was tweeting about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So that's, Ru- that's what Ruby wanted us to talk about. Yeah. So Ruby, yes, we would like to see Bill Hader come back. Right. And thank you for suggesting that. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, that's the episode, guys. <laughs> okay. Wow, this, this went all over the place. What a journey. What a it journey. It did. Wow. It did. But we've we've got a, a new boy band now, and I'm excited about that. DTF. Yeah. We got to put up an Instagram feed for this thing. Yes. Got to get it trending. Yes. Uh, and I guess we got to get up some band mender, men, members for this. Yeah. Menders? Hashtag SNL Nerds DTF. <laughs> right? Right? That's the perfect hashtag for this new project of ours, right? I don't see, well, I don't see how that's Hashtag go... SNL Nerds DTF. I Let's can't... get this trending. How could this go wrong? How could this possibly be misinterpreted? Uh, your wife doesn't follow your Instagram, does she? No. Okay. <laughs> then there is no problem with this. <laughs> Everything, everything's on the up and up. Hashtag SNL Nerds DTF. SNL Nerds DTF. Oh, mama mia. Here I go again. Yeah, so if you want to follow me. If you want to follow him and use that hashtag SNL Nerds DTF, DTF. where can they do that, Darren? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Darren Credible, D A R I Incredible. You can follow me on Twitter uh, at Trumbull Comic, T R U M B U L L Comic, and use the hashtag SNL Nerds DTF. Um, Tell a friend about that. And you can also follow the show page at SNL Nerds Show on Twitter. We're also on Facebook at SNL Nerds Show. Right. And and uh, do you have any shows uh, uh, coming up, Darren? Anything like that? No. Okay, neither no. right now. So no, no. But um, I mean, if you're in the Jersey area, Nonproductive has a comedy show coming out. Oh, that's right. Uh, this Thursday, mm-hmm. it's uh, the Women's History Month show. So That'd got be uh, Thursday, May fifth, m- March. What? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. This is March. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with me today? I yes, know. March fifth. March fifth in Montclair, New Jersey, at Just Jake's. It's the Women's History Month show, so it's an all-female lineup. Mm-hmm. So come see some funny gals. Yep. 
Hot diggity dog. Yep, go check that out and support that. And uh, please support the other shows on the Non-Productive Network. You can uh, go find all those on non-productive.com and also contribute to our Patreon. Yes, and also give us uh, reviews on uh, Google Play or the Apple Podcasts or, and what have you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We haven't had a review in a month, and we always enjoy uh, seeing and reading those uh, on the air. So, uh, yeah, please... Uh, let us know what you think and give us a rating because yes. that really does help out the podcast. And if you enjoy the podcast, please tell a friend Absolutely. about it. Shout post, yes. Post about it on the social media. Let's yes. let's get let's, the word out. Yeah, come on, get at it, people. Yeah. Shower us with praise on the on the Twitters or uh damn us and condemn us. Yeah. We want to find out what Bill Hader thinks of us. So oh my you know, God. the more the more you talk about the show, the more chance we have of that happening. My God, that'll make my day. That would make my day. We'll just do an episode just about that. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does Bill Hader think of us? I don't. Yeah, that'd be that'd yeah. be great to know, man. Right. But uh, we will be back next week with another new SNL episode with uh, Daniel Craig yes. and The Weekend right. as a host and musical guest. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, 007 Knives Out. He's he's you know he's, he did some good. Daniel stuff Craig is killing it right now, he's man. Killing the game. Killing it. Looking forward to to that Bond film and uh, yeah, and the weekend. He's, and the weekend, he'll be there too. He'll be there too. Yeah. I I know he's been on the show before. I don't remember much about his previous appearance. I'll probably look those up. But. Yeah, I think like last performance he was all right, and uh, maybe he'll bring that all rightness back once again for this. That's episode. right. You know, weekend will be performing on the weekend. That's right. That's uh-huh. right. And we will be watching that next weekend. Yeah. See. So, And then we will see you here next Monday to talk about that on the SNL Nerd Show. But until then, nerds out! This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. Thank <laughs> you.